Farage's mic cut amid triumphant farewell speech at European Parliament written by Luis Miguel Thursday January 30, 2020 with Britain's withdrawal from the European Union on the verge of at last becoming reality, Brexiteers are taking an unabashed victory lap, much to the chagrin of the globalist establishment. In his final address to the European Parliament on Wednesday, British Eurosceptic and Brexit Party founder Nigel Farage gave both a rousing defence his country and a stern rebuke of the EU, ultimately having his microphone cut after he and his fellow delegates waved the Union Jack in violation of the Chamber's rules. So this is it, the final chapter. The end of the road. A 47-year political experiment that the British, frankly, have never been very happy with. Farage opened. The 55-year-old Brexit leader, who has been a member of the European Parliament since 1999, recounted how the European Union, a powerful regional governing system complete with its own anthem and flags, arose out of what was originally nothing more than an economic agreement between a few European nations, the European coal and steel community. My mother and father signed up to a common market, not to a political union, he said. Farage praised UK. Prime Minister Boris Johnson for his Brexit negotiations. Under the Brexit deal cleared by the European Parliament, Britain will be out of the EU on Friday, a date Farage called, the point of no return, once we've left, we are never coming back in the rest, frankly, is detail, he added. Formerly a leader of the UK. Independence Party, Farage has been at the forefront of the Brexit movement for decades, playing a key role in the historic Brexit referendum in 2016. In Brussels, he took one last opportunity to talk down the European Union while affirming his love for Europe itself. Both in UKIP and, indeed, in the Brexit party, we love Europe. We just hate the European Union, Farage noted the EU's unelected, unaccountable nature and its penchant for creating policy without regard to the desires of the people in its member nations. He also argued that the if European countries want to trade with each other, they can do so without having immense power invested in a European Commission, a European Court, or other international institutions. I'm hoping this begins the end of this project. It's a bad project. It isn't just undemocratic, it's anti-democratic, and it puts in that front row, it gives people power without accountability, Farage stated. He continued, there is a historic battle going on now across the West, in Europe, America, and elsewhere. It is globalism versus populism. And you may loathe populism, but I tell you a funny thing, it's becoming very popular. In a moment that provoked the ire of the parliament's leadership, Farage and the British delegation bade farewell with a wave of their flag. I know you're going to miss us. I know you want to ban our national flags, but we're going to wave you goodbye, the Brexiteer declared unapologetically. The action got Farage's microphone cut, as the parliament's rules ban the display of national flags. If you disobey the rules you get cut off, said EU Vice President Mairead McGuinness of Ireland. But Farage did not relent, saying, that's it. It's all over. Finished, McGuinness snapped, put your flags away. You are leaving. And take them with you if you are leaving now. Goodbye, the EU begrudgingly let the UK go in a Wednesday vote. Beginning Friday, the UK will enter a transition period during which it will remain within the EU's economic arrangements until the end of the year. We will not yield to any pressure nor any haste, said French President Emmanuel Macron. The priority is to define, in the short, medium and long term the interests of the European Union and to preserve them, EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen said that if Britain wants to continue having advantageous trade with Europe, it must continue to compete on a level playing field, we will certainly not expose our companies to unfair competition, she warned. And it's very clear the trade-off is simple. 
The more the United Kingdom does commit to uphold our standards for social protection and workers' rights, our guarantees for the environment and other standards and rules ensuring fair competition, the closer and better the access to the single market. Many Brexiteers, however, argue that higher trade barriers and more trade friction are worth it if it means preserving national sovereignty. <laughs> 